Asterisk, and welcome back to another episode of Ad Aster. Happy 2022. We are back from our uh, admittedly long hiatus to share with you some New Year's writing resolutions and other things that we're taking with us into the new year. And Hesabi, nice to meet you guys after a really long time. So what would we say our New Year's resolutions are? Do you guys have any? Um, well, I have two. Um, one of mine is to always drink more water. I definitely don't think that I hydrate enough. But another one of mine is I kind of got into like a mega reading slump at the end of the year. And, you know, to be able to write well means you need to read a lot. And I got a bunch of books this Christmas that I'm trying to work my way through because uh, I definitely feel like I just need to read more in the new year. How about you guys? Honestly, same. I relate to the reading slump so much because the only thing I've been reading these these like last few years is my course books, and that and that just annoys me because I really need to like you know read more books, but I don't have the time either because you know there's so much work to do too. Yeah, resolutions wise, I'm not super big on resolutions anymore because I feel like they don't do too much compared to just like because any time of the year is a great time to start a new habit you know um but i think in general this year i really want to prioritize health which has not been going super great so far um but in terms of just getting enough sleep and going to bed by midnight hopefully um and exercising every day and just taking time to read books and do things that are for my personal joy instead of capitalist productivity from time to time or things that I'm working on um but yeah I was also thinking maybe we could do like a rosebud thorn potentially about last year and going into this year especially like writing related or just life related however things have been going for everybody oh sure I guess I could go first um this year I think like as a rose I've kind of been uh, very productive like managing my time out so that I'm not like completely exhausted because um senior year you know there's a lot of stuff you got to do part of it maybe is a little unhealthy and that I don't really want to spend a lot of time thinking about the future um which is probably a thorn like I've kind of stopped myself like kind of put in a lot of stuff that I have to do so that I don't think about that as much but on the rose side of things like when I was talking about reading and stuff part of the reason why I was like oh I need to read more is because I realized that if I budget out my time I actually do have enough time to read I was kind of like oh I don't have any time but it was kind of my bad um, because I didn't schedule things out as well as I could have so I'm definitely bringing that scheduling into the new year um, but I do have to give myself some time to think about things, though, obviously, can't spend too much time thinking about things you can't control. Uh, but I do think in the new year, I have to let myself actually worry about those things. Yeah, I'll go next, I guess. So my roast, but is that basically, I really like my degree. So the content this this term has been really interesting. So, and also last term. So it's just been continuing so far. And I think that's great for me because, you know, I have a degree that I really like. So 
I don't have time to concentrate on anything else as much, which I guess is my torn, <laughs> which is kind of like a double-edged sword because, you know, you're concentrating on one thing and and you don't leave a lot. You leave a lot of things behind, like writing, because I haven't been able to write anything other than poetry because I genuinely don't have the time because I have a lot of essays to write and that just takes writing prose out of the equation because I'm like, do I, do I have the energy to write anything that's anything that's long form when I also have essays to write and it's just like messes things up for me. So I guess so I guess what I'm going to do this this year is like manage my time a bit more and decide to like write more short stories and like even work on my novel. Yeah, we love to see it making progress. Um, so for me, my rose from 2021 or a thing that I liked about 2021 um, was probably that I feel like I just got to experience, I feel like I got to come into my own a bit more. Like in 2020, I was starting a lot of new projects or um, like starting, I feel like a new phase of my life because we just had a lot more time during COVID and I got to explore the things that I really enjoyed doing outside of school a bit more. Um, and I feel like those were able to blossom more fully into like their fully realized forms in 2021, like with Aster Lit, for example, like that's when we started doing all our magazines and getting that podcast rolling and all of that. So really happy about that. Um, yeah, and besides just like those fun new experiences, um, I, my bud for 2022, I guess the thing that I'm looking forward to is honestly just probably seeing where these things go next um, because I feel like it's been it's been a long journey, you know, and it's already been really exciting to see how things have evolved in the past when you just put the work into them. And I think you're just excited to see them go into their new evolution stage, like a little Pokemon this year. Um, and my thorn from 2021 is probably like my mental health was not its greatest, especially in terms of like, like keeping up my writing habits and like healthy things like taking walks and processing life and like talking with other human beings in person. Um, so I think that is something that I definitely want to work on this year. Um, but yeah, I think maybe if we want, we could also talk about some of our favorite books or like writing things or literary occurrences from 2021 um, that happened in our lives or the world. Um, my family over uh, the Christmas break, we got into like this discussion and basically it's because my uncle was thinking of writing a memoir and my dad was reading a ton of memoirs and they're kind of like, we were having like a discussion of like what makes a memoir, what doesn't, and like whether like the actual authors remember every event in their life that they put in this memoir. But after like all that discussion, I read a bunch of them and I actually was like super inspired. Like for me, this was kind of the year of like the personal essay, though I'm personally not someone that writes them. I read a ton. And I would say my favorite is There Are Distances Between Us by Roxane Gay, which um, I just love it. I quote it all the time. It's amazing. Um, and then also in terms of poetry, my school's having this poetry palooza thing. <laughs> so I'm helping with that. Uh, so I have 
been also reading like a ton of rapid fire poetry recently. Uh, one I read in the New Yorker was called Dark and it's about the pandemic and it was really good. And it was also by like a first time poet. Let me find it. I put it in my notes. This is okay. It's called Dark by Ellie Bookman. It's really good. And then I also read um, In the New Year by Natasha Rao, which is about the new year. And I love it so much how easy it is to hurt someone, how hard to face what comes after, which I think about all the time because it's so true. So those are a few of the things that I really like this year, though that poem is also kind of pessimistic, but we will gloss over that fact for now. Uh, To be honest, I don't really know a lot of things that's happened in 2021 because I've been so distant from reading poetry that's been happening recently, or prose actually. But but one book that's really that's really got to me was this was this book called Swims by Elizabeth Jane Burnett. Uh, basically, she's a, a she's a, re- a really she's a twenty first century poet, and and she writes about global warming and ecology, and in this really interesting way. So one of her one of her po- poems I think was was like structured like the bossing of a bee, so. So it was really cool just reading it because because you can see how how it's supposed to be read out loud. And and I just kind of like really liked it because, you know, it's it's really interesting and it's it's kind of different from what we usually read because, you know, you don't really you don't really get stuff like that in in poetry from before. And I think that's really cool. really cool i gotta read some of these um my reading habits were not the best in 2021 i will be completely honest but i did get to revisit some books that i really enjoyed in the past um and one of them was nights when nothing happened by simon han which i read i think in 2020 it came out fairly recently still Uh, but i think just getting to read it with a new perspective on life was very meaningful and I definitely recommend revisiting those books that have kind of shaped how you see the world and reading them again when you have a new view of the world is always really fun um and I also um in terms of just like writing and life experiences I think I gained a lot of my writing inspiration or just like my new perspectives from when I went to Korea this summer and I think I like I try to immerse myself in the culture as much as possible so even though I couldn't read like full novels in Korean I read like English translations of novels um, that were related to Korean culture or by Korean authors and I feel like that combined with just living with a different family and having conversations with people about topics you don't usually talk about and just with people who are from a completely different cultural background from you I think is really really valuable in terms of coming up with ideas and inspiration to inform your writing and to mature yourself as a writer. Yeah, definitely. Like I actually, when you said that you were revisiting novels, like I literally have a stack on my desk that I'm going to reread because, well, part of it's my English teacher saying that like for the AP exam, like you should know The Great Gatsby. And I read it in 10th grade, annotated it to death, really loved it. But I did think I was like completely brushed up on it. So I was planning to reread it. Uh, but then also like I've been trying to get through a bunch of classics because I was like, I feel like I should read some of these like before I get to college or whatever. So 
uh, I just read Persuasion by Jane Austen, which was all right. It was like, oh my stars. god, I love Persuasion. <laughs> I love that book so much. It was like a three point five. I liked it more than Pride and Prejudice. Same. More than Pride and Prejudice. Hot take. <laughs> Persuasion is better than Pride and Prejudice. Really good. And then I read. I'm going to reread Travels with Charlie by John Steinbeck, which is basically a part memoir inspired by him traveling through the United States with his dog. And yes, it's as cute as it sounds. I kind of want to like recreate the trip because it's so fun. <laughs> So those are like two of my main rereading ones. Have you read East of Eden? That's also by John Steinbeck, and it's so good. I literally my favorite book. Literally my Same. favorite. Book. It's I so good. Steinbeck. Yeah, it's like uh, Eden, the House of the Spirits by Isabella Allende. Have you read that? I haven't read that. Like East of Eden, but with ghosts. So like, ooh. Um, and then there's 100 Years of Solitude, which... Uh, that, that's been on my to read forever. <laughs> I think it's slightly worse, House of the Spirits. It's a lot of, um, if you haven't read them and you're listening to this, there's a lot of trigger warning, like rape, incest, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So very brutal books, but not East, of, not East of Eden as much, but like House of the Spirits and mm-hmm. uh, 100 Years of Solitude, like, yeah, tons of violence if you haven't read it and are planning to, but... They're really good. I rest my case. <laughs> Very exciting. Random question. I know. Wait, Maddie, are you planning on majoring in English or like a literature thing? Definitely. I have never wanted to major in creative writing, though. I would rather just major in like English literature. That's what I applied to most of mine as. I was like English, history. And then the third major was like, I haven't thought that far in my life. So it was kind of random based on whatever school I applied to. Sometimes I would put anthropology. If there was peace and conflict studies, I would put that because I think that sounds mega interesting. Uh, But yeah, the third one was all out of the way. But I plan on being an English literature major like Hesindi because um, I don't really want to major in anything else. So process of elimination. Actually, I really love English literature, so it would make sense. Yeah, the whole reason I didn't pick a creative writing degree was I felt like if I tried to do that as a degree, I would lose my creativity and just like the drive for writing because the whole thing of doing it as 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 assignments just sounds really intimidating. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Like I already had like such a hard time like sharing my work with other people. Like it took a long time and just the idea of being graded on it. <laughs> it sounds exhausting. I mean, like really good job to anyone who can do that as like a degree or get like an MFA or something. But like personally, like I just know that that's not what I'm going to do. You know, it's like my writing is like for me first and foremost and I think I would get way too emotionally exhausted trying to like produce works and stuff or like be graded on it but like I totally want to be like involved in like whatever scene creative writing scene is at my college just not like as a degree. Thank you so much for tuning into Ad Astor and we can't wait to talk to you guys next time about love. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> what is something you're taking into the new year and what is one word? that you would want to describe 2022.